Well, welcome to another Friday. Hello. You know what's crazy? We've been able to uh, to do this podcast now for over five years. It is, by the way, my name is Anthony. I'm Carla Marie. Welcome to the My Day Friday, the podcast that kind of started our radio kind of broadcasting morning show careers, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, we were in radio before that. We weren't just yeah. like, no offense to these people, but we weren't just like podcasters who wanted to be on the radio. No, we were very low-level radio people <laughs> with very low-level jobs. With high with high goals. With high expectations yeah, of themselves. Yeah. But uh, we've been able to now do this podcast for like five and a half years as you're listening to this. And yesterday, again, we got to bring up this podcast in like a big kind of corporate setting on a on a panel that we were hosting. Yeah, you'll get to hear it at some point when it gets posted, but it was called uh, The Podcast About Podcasts. I think it's actually my fault that mm. it's not posted. So The Podcast About Podcasts was us basically um, hosting a, not a panel, hosting a podcast yeah. um, in our iHeartRadio theater here in front of 60 clients yeah. with two people, uh, Andy Kelly and Dean Peterson, who work for iHeartRadio. And one is on like the content side of creating podcasts and uh, one is on yeah. the side of like selling podcasts. If you are a behind the scenes type person, if you mm-hmm. like knowing the inner workings of random companies and the way things are bought and sold and traded and promoted yeah. and all that stuff. It is actually going to be a cool podcast to listen to. For sure. If you're not, it's super dorky, <laughs> and I would not listen to it. But this is the podcast that kicked off our morning show. We got our first ever morning show with our names on it on Power 93.3 here in Seattle. And that is going to be the theme of today's podcast. Yes, it's going it to be shorter. But our theme, we are dedicating our morning our podcast today to a guy who just got his own morning show. Uh, this thing is massive. The low-lying sections of uh, Manhattan. It is staying on course to head north, with major American cities still in its crosshairs. That is a 10 on a scale of 1 to 10. And we're, of course, uh, batting down the hatches for our latest storms. This is chaos. I never saw anything like this in my life. When you go down that road, the devastation just continues for miles. Disaster is the worst crisis since World War II. Since the Great Depression. It's my day Friday, bitches. We hit terminus! Yes! Steve Aoki kicking off the My Day Friday podcast. By the way, if you listened last week, I tried to get on stage with Steve Aoki at the iHeartRadio Music Festival Friday night. It did not work. He, he did retweet me, though, which was pretty cool. That's as, great and all, but, you know. Didn't work. Didn't do what I needed it to do. All right, Carla Marie. So, you mentioned someone just got their own morning show. But yes. I don't, there's a lot of people. I don't know if they're familiar who this someone actually is. It would be Charlie, our next door neighbor. Oh, from. Do you remember that? That was so stupid. So we had a few. Yeah, if you go back and listen to like early podcasts. I'm, I'm looking for them because I did get a request from someone on Instagram that said, can you find when he was Charlie? So Greg T um, <laughs> of Elvis Duran in the morning show now. There's a lot of people that have come through that Elvis Duran in the morning show door at some point, sat in that studio and been blessed in the radio world to be able to be on the microphone and share the radio with Elvis. But Greg T is one of the originals. It was him, Danielle, Scary, Scotty B. Um, and he finally is getting this break. And I don't know if he's always wanted it, but he's he's getting an opportunity to go down the hallway in New York City uh, at the station that I started with. 103.5 KTU to That's work crazy. with our really good friend Colleen and our good friend Carolina, mm-hmm. who was also part of Elvis Duran in the morning show. Um, and I've we've talked about them at times, but I want to talk about Greg T today because I think a lot of people don't understand how much. I'm like getting emotional already. 
how much Greg T means to so many people and all the things that he encompasses as a human. You know what I mean? Like people don't understand the things that he does behind the scenes and all of that. Yeah, he's kind of like the I like everyone thinks of Elvis' show as the comic relief to yeah. their life. He is the comic relief for everyone listening, but he is the comic relief for everyone at that show too. Yeah. Like if you're having a bad day, Greg T is the person who cheers you up. Yes. But also if Greg T is having a bad day, you're also having a bad day. <laughs> no, and what's great about Greg T and a lot of people will, will talk about their relationships with him. And there are people that have known him longer. There are obviously people that know him better. Um, I had a pretty cool relationship with Greg T. Oh, because you were with him more hours than anyone else. And one of the first times I ever really got a uh, a spotlight shine down on me on Elvis's show was actually due to Greg T. I had been on as Elvis's assistant for a little bit. And a friend of mine, her name was Amanda, worked with a company that represented the Stratosphere in Las Vegas. The Stratosphere is the, the building that kind of looks like the Space Needle here in Seattle or uh, the CN Tower in Toronto. It's got the rotating floor. And they have amusement things on top. Like they have a little roller coaster. And they were opening the Sky Jump, which is where you walk a plank mm-hmm. and you fall. Down four, I want to say it's 493 feet. I could be misspeaking on that number. And I only went, I set up this whole promotion where Greg T was going to do it on the morning show. He's going to be the first ever person to do it. And he chickened out. And when I say chickened out, he broke down crying, fell to the ground, lost his mind. And this was about three days after my very first official day working with Elvis Duran in the morning show. So as, and I was only there to film it. And this is one of the first big mistakes I made in the radio world. I was filming Greg T and I felt so bad for the human that I know as, as Greg T that I stopped filming when he started crying. You should have left it. I know. And when I got back, Elvis was like, so uh, where's, where's the video of Greg T crying? I was like, oh, well, I just, I felt bad. So I stopped recording and he looked at like, he looked at me like I was the craziest human being in the world. Um, but because Greg T bailed on that, I got to do it. And I, I jumped. One of my first big radio moments <laughs> was jumping off of a building. Yeah, that was pretty funny. And I remember being like, what's going to happen? Oh, yeah. my God, Anthony's going to jump. And I feel like I had to pick up the phone and be like, oh, here, Anthony, we're going to talk to you in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think you did. It's wild. It was either you or Lauren, maybe. I don't remember who. No, it's me. I got hired. You. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, and I'll, I'll keep this a lot shorter is Greg T and I spent a lot of time when I was the video person driving to all the crazy places Greg T would go. We would literally be in the car, just the two of us, or just the two of us and an intern, just talking about life, talking about work, talking about family. Yeah, this is kind of like a funeral, I guess. Um, And we got to sit back to back in the Elvis studio. So he was, we were, we spent a lot of time together over seven years. My relationship with Greg T is, is different. I like, I'm definitely like little sister, like niece to him. Oh, yeah. Kind of thing. Um, he, I grew up listening to him the same way I did with Elvis, Danielle, and Scary. And I remember in high school listening to things like uh, Tackle T Tuesdays, where he would go to lo- local football teams and get tackled by them. Yeah. And I remember one week he was like, I don't care. I get tackled by cheerleaders. And I called in, didn't get on the air. And I talked to Sarah, who was my job eventually, yeah. my job at the time. Um, and she like took my Im- information down or whatever, but didn't happen. But I was like, this guy, screw him. So I get there and I've listened to years of Greg T getting picked on by everyone in the show. And uh. I'm an intern. And after like six months, I remember him building something for the Super Bowl at the time. And it was a frog jump and people were going to have to, the frogs were going to have to jump to whoever they thought was going to win. And I looked at him and I said, <laughs> you made that? It looked like your daughters would make that. 
And he got so mad. He yeah. told Elvis and David Brody he hated me. He didn't want me around. And when he found out I was going to be hired, he was like, don't hire this girl. And all this stuff. And he it was hilarious. And then our relationship was basically that mixed with my, like, my number one love at that show. Like, on and off. We went back and forth. And... He, I mean, I'd be crying and he would be comforting me and giving me advice. He and I got to spend a lot of time together, me, him, and Scary, or just me and him in Iowa when we went there for the yeah. Iowa State Fair. Just the three of us went to introduce Maroon 5. And that was my first time going on a stage and it was with Scary and Greg T. Like, that is mind-blowing yeah. to me. So T and I have like this, like people see the the jackass version of him on the air, but behind the scenes, he is like a rock to a lot of people. He's your brother in a lot of ways that if you have a close-knit family, you think of your brother. Sometimes you fight. Sometimes you love each other, and you do everything in between. Greg T was actually the first coworker I had that I got into a legit screaming match with. Like, we, same, same. we lost it on each other. <laughs> Didn't speak for, like, two days. Now, keep in mind, with a lot of jobs, you cannot speak to a coworker for two days, and you don't even really see right. them or whatever. We sat back-to-back for five hours a morning and didn't speak until he was the bigger man. And he looked over and goes, Hey, man, are you really not going to talk to me? And I turned around and I said, are you going to admit, because I'm not a nice person. I said, are you going to admit that you're an a-hole? He goes, okay. And I said, all right. And we hugged. Why we was he mad? I, and this is the crazy thing. And I think when you get into a fight, you think it's the biggest thing in the world. I'd have no idea what we fought about. Literally, literally zero idea. But we fought and we argued and we screamed and we cursed at each other. Can we try to get this idiot on the phone? We can. I also want to talk about one thing, though, before we call Greg T. Um, I think a lot of people, like you said, Carla, I mean, look at him and they see the jackass. They see the, the king. What does he call himself? The king of King Clown. King Clown. And they also see that the crazy success that even though he hasn't had his own show until this point, Greg T is one of the more successful people in radio. Period. Period. Like you can't, even if he stayed with Elvis, even if he quit radio today, he has a legacy in radio. And I think people see that like, oh, he does all these crazy things and these stunts and whatnot. Um, but people don't realize the work that he puts in behind the scenes. And when he builds things, when he's busting oh, through a door. He's when building he is, that. <laughs> he is literally going to Home Depot on his own time, spending his own money mm. a lot of times. Or Elvis's money. Um, and he is putting things together. Drills, saws, everything. And people don't realize the success that he has had, yes, he's been able to do it with Elvis's platform. But he has put so much time and effort, literal Energy, blood, yeah. sweat, tears, poop, everything, poop, <laughs> pee. And he deserves all of he's earned the best things that you can get. And he has earned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were you going to say, Carla Marie? Uh, I was going to tell you to call him, get him. Get him on the horn. All right, let's see um, if this works. One of what I was going to say is one of my first times as an intern. So it was actually my first semester with Elvis's show. So it was fall 2009. Um, they, Greg T, right before Thanksgiving, was going around. The whole thing was Greg T is going to go around with um, a turkey. That was the plan to dip businesses and see where can Greg T go with a turkey. And by the way, if you want to see who the hell we're talking about, it's um, Greg T. Frat Boy. Frat. The number you have dialed is not in service. Oh. Please check the number and change, try did, again. Did he change his he number? He has to dial 91 first. Oh, maybe I just pressed one. Yeah. Hold on. Um, let me try that while you're talking. So the day before Thanksgiving, Greg T. got a rooster. 
not a turkey. Oh, yeah. So I got to go around as an intern with Greg T to random businesses in New York City with a rooster. And I remember being like, I've listened to this my whole life, and now I get to be a part of this. Okay, we're cool. Okay, calling Greg T now. Let's see. Hello? Hi, Gregory. You're on My Day Friday. Yo! <laughs> My <laughs> Day Friday. Wow. I'm really moving up now. You <laughs> are. You finally made it, man. You are on My Day Friday as yourself, not as Charlie. Yeah, Charlie, the next-door neighbor. I really did think that Charlie had a uh, had a lane. He he could have fit in there. He really was, you know. It would have been perfect. It would have been, but a good thing it didn't work out because now you got your own show. <laughs> I I don't know. I I can't believe it. I don't know how it happened. Where where are you right now, Greg T? I am up in your old neck of the woods. I'm on the Garden State Parkway. Oh. Oh. I just left the uh, Garden State Plaza Mall. Did you have an appearance there today? <laughs> No, I actually had to return items to Neiman Marcus because I can't afford that stuff. <laughs> yeah, now that you're not working for Elvis, you got to return all that Neiman Marcus stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I bought all this stuff to wear to uh, Elvis's wedding, but uh, after I realized that, you know, I don't need to buy a belt that costs $380, yeah. and right. I can get one at Macy's for 20 bucks. I'm like... Let me return this now. Oh. So between that and a tie, the tie costs 200 and something what? dollars. I mean, who's, who's got money like that? Not me. Hey, uh, Greg T., do you think we can talk about yeah. the thing that you asked me to do at Elvis's wedding? What did he ask you to do? Well, I, well, hold on. What did I ask you to do? The, oh, um, did I forget. You Give me a hint. Um, you had to Venmo me for something. Yes, I did Venmo. Oh, you want to talk about that? I, I don't know if, like, because I, you know, it's funny. That's the first time I've ever done that in my life. You're kidding me. No, Wait, that was the first happening? time. What is happening? So explain why you, yeah. what you did, what you texted me, uh, Greg T. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I just wanted to have a good time. And, uh, you know, there's so much going on in the world right now <laughs> with uh, vaping and how vaping is bad. Yeah. So in order for me to get off of vaping, I need to get back onto cigarettes. Gregory! <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, there's no way to get off the vape. The vape is too strong, and they don't make, like, the patch for vaping. So <laughs> I, I had to stop vaping. T. Well, they, they are, that's the way to do it. You have to go backwards. No. You have you, to go back to cigarettes. You can just quit you, like people quit. Do you know how hard it is to quit nicotine? Nicotine is so addicting. So I actually – so. I texted the group of guys Saturday morning of Elvis's wedding because most of the women were getting their hair and makeup and everything done getting ready. So I texted all the guys. I said, yeah. hey, I'm just going to walk around Santa Fe, maybe find a bar to watch like yeah. uh, some of the football games. So Greg T. texts me on the side. He's like, hey, man, need a huge, huge favor. Yeah, I need... because I was down to my last smoke. So he, I bought a pack of uh, Marlboro Lights, I believe, for Anthony! Greg T. <laughs> I'm mad at you. Why would you do that? What? T. You have to understand. Listen, you have to understand, A, I didn't want to go back out already because, you know, once you left the hotel, you had to walk up the frigging two blocks <laughs> oh, to go wow. to some stores. And there was, there was no, I mean, there was no smoke shops anywhere. So I figured if he was just roaming around, he it might was. find a place to pick up a pack of smokes. Yeah. So let me, tell you, let me tell you, though. So first time I ever bought a, a pack of cigarettes. Uh, Is that what you call it? A pack, right? Yeah, a pack. Okay. And I'll tell you why I did it because almost anyone else that would have asked me to buy a pack of cigarettes, I would have said no. Uh, and where are you? You love me. You well, love me. Before I get into that, are you in your car? Are you in public right now, T? No, I'm in my, tr I'm in my truck. Okay. 
driving home. I'm Greg T. I'm glad you're on the, the podcast with us. The only reason you are not someone I could have said no to, even though I, I didn't want to buy cigarettes, I've never bought a pack <laughs> in my life, is you are so yeah. unbelievably selfless all the time. And you do so much Come for, on. no, hold on. You do so much for so many people, and you've done so much for me personally as a friend, oh as a coworker. God. Um, Why do you want me to cry? Why do you want me to cry? We did a whole like already, twenty minutes before this I'm talking about you up. crying. So, um, and we, you know, the crazy thing Ugh. is, Greg T and I, I talked about how we used to spend so much time in the car driving to the stunts that you would do or the events that you would have to host, and I would be filming you. Um, yeah, Greg T and I for so long talked about the things we wanted to do in our careers, even though we were so unbelievably fortunate to work under the Elvis spotlight, which is, listen, there are people in radio who have their own shows in the biggest cities in the world who would give nothing more than, they would want nothing more, I should say, than to work with Elvis Duran in the morning show on Z100. Um, yeah. But we talked about things. We, there are things that we wanted to accomplish on our own. There are things we wanted to just try and experiment with or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, T, I am so unbelievably happy for you as a friend, as a coworker, oh. as someone who has been in awe of the things that you have been able to do and accomplish already in your career? Dude, I cannot cry anymore. <laughs> Don't make me cry, no, bro. T, no. when we left, uh, we cried I for love weeks, you. So. I seriously love you, and you are incredible, and you have uh, earned every opportunity that you are going to get and have you, you have gotten in the past. You are the hardest working, most lovable and hateable person I think I've ever met in, in radio. <laughs> Yeah, I would. Uh, you, you broke you broke up my my sorrow by saying that. Now it's true. That's okay. I before in the podcast I said if you're have if anyone at that show is ever having a bad day, Greg T is the one to cheer you up. But I said if Greg T is having a bad day, everyone's having a bad day, <laughs> and it's so true. I'm taking you all down with me. Everybody exactly. goes down. That's right. But, and it, T, it was so hard for me to explain like our relationship because like I feel like your little sister slash niece but your friend but also sometimes like maybe you kind of want to have sex with me so i don't know i would yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean <laughs> let's be honest you know I, I'm, what are, I'm always i'm looking for a lover who won't blow my cover yeah. it's so hard to find he used to tell me this all the time that if we could just go next door to the the studio and right. rent a hotel room for a few hours but yeah, like, I'm not going to tell anybody. Yeah. I'm not going to tell. He used to say, I forgot you said to me all the time. I used to give T massages. It sounds way weirder than it actually it, yeah. is. But, but T also would give me, like, the best advice. Yeah. Like, you went through things years before I did, obviously. And me yeah. being at Elvis' yeah. show at 22, you had been in that spot literally doing the same job. And you would see me right. cry uh, and you would be like, sit, and you would make me sit down, and you would sit there with me as I was crying, and you would be like, listen to me, and you would just give me, you would shoot, shoot me straight, and tell me things like, this is how you need to act in your career, and this is how this shit's gonna happen to you all the time, and this is how you need to handle it. And I like, yes, I had that from Danielle, but I feel like I, at the time, I really had it more from you at that yeah. show because you would be the ones who just always dish it out and be out of the studio and be there to pick up the pieces of all the chaos happening. Seriously, I cannot take it anymore. <laughs> I can't. Hey, man. Unbelievable. Guys, I mean, listen, I, the only thing I could say about myself when I, when I, when I have to get real, you know, I, I think, you know, you touched upon it. It was a tough uh, thing growing up for myself. You know, everybody's got these sorrow stories, mm-hmm. so I'm not yeah. any different. You know, I, I it wasn't the, the best. It really wasn't. You know, there was a lot of things that went on in my childhood that shouldn't have gone on. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I just knew that there was more to me as a person. And I used to always ask myself and just say, you know, why, why am I the one that's getting, you know, the abuse? What, you know, what did I do? And I always said, you know, one day I'll make sure that those that I see somehow getting taken advantage of or being abused or having a difficult time with decisions that I would try to help them out and guide them as best as I possibly could because I knew how I wanted to be treated, yeah. but how I wasn't being treated. So I just tried to be real with people, and I didn't want to always just be, you know, the clown and the guy that just got ripped on. Yeah. I, I wanted everybody to know that there was a real person there yeah. and that I had a real heart, you know. I, and I just tried to help you guys out as best I possibly could with some little advice that I thought was real. I, I didn't want to give you some smoke and mirrors, you know. I didn't want to try to be somebody that I wasn't. And I didn't want to give you guys advice that I thought was not real. No, That's you, all. And That's all. I think that the whole audience, the KTU audience, and anyone who does go listen to your show, like, they are so lucky yeah. to have you <laughs> and to have someone like you who is real and oh. is ready to have fun and is ready to work and is so excited for, like, this new adventure. Oh. Like, that, it's so cool that people are going to yeah. get to hear that. Well, I will say... Um, I guess that was one of my selling points when I was interviewed was and I, I used, I, I think I told you guys this a thousand times and I feel like I, it's a broken record and, but I'll just tell you for your audience or whatever, you know, for many years, just like Anthony touched upon it, you know, we, the three of us were very lucky, very fortunate to be a part of the Elvis Duran morning show. Yeah. And we have learned from the best, you know, there are ways that Elvis does things and that he taught us, that needed to be done the proper way. Mm -hmm. And so I think because I was with that show for 25 years, you know, I studied and, you know, I came up as like a, you know, a guy off the bench that they would put in and then eventually it groomed myself into a starting position. But I kind of felt like if there was a, a baseball team, so to speak, that I was the catcher on the team. And I know when my pitcher was on and when he was throwing aces and I know when my pitcher was off, and what he needed from my role to get us through the morning. And I learned every single position on that field. I knew the first baseman, the second baseman, and I also knew how to take it for the team and block the plate so that our team could win. And, you know, we all have our own, we all had our own, uh, you know, needs in life. So we needed our team to win. Yeah. We needed that because if we didn't win, how would we all put food on the table? How would yeah. we all survive? Because they could have replaced us at any time. So if it was slapstick comedy and me putting myself out there to look like the moron, but to make everybody laugh and to make everybody remember that they, they heard a good show, then that's, that was my role, and that's what I had to do. So I've learned so much from being a catcher yeah. that why can't I do my own morning show now? And if I didn't learn one friggin' thing from Elvis Duran, <laughs> you know, arguably the best DJ in America. Yeah. If I didn't learn one thing, then man, I really am a fool. And, <laughs> and then I, I really, and then I, I wasn't the great catcher that I thought I was. I was just a friggin' an idiot. Yeah. So now that remains to be seen. We'll, we'll find out. No, you, Greg T. And this is what I love about you is, yeah, you, you provided the slapstick stuff for a long time and you put your own body at risk. And, and <laughs> what was it? You, didn't you like break your back in a stroller at some point? Oh, neck. <laughs> 
But oh my god! But what I yes, love, I have a compressed C4 yeah. C5 disc in my neck. So yes. what I love is you were you do that and you put your body on the line for other people because you knew that doing that was going to create this success for a whole team of people that relied on you to do your job. And there were people listening in their cars or listening at home, and you made their day better by making them laugh. And you oh, also became on, you also became the guy. And I, it's crazy because I even I wasn't with you your whole career, obviously, but I, I was able to see you do that and be this guy who was on the air crying with his daughters and Mickey Mouse in the studio mm-hmm. with Elvis Duran. And you did everything in between. You couldn't have done more to support the people around you. And you are a hard worker. And we said it before we got you on the podcast. We said it before we got you on the podcast. Even if your radio career, for whatever reason, ended yesterday. If you said, I'm going to go home forever. And I'm never doing radio again. I'm going to go be a carpenter. You'd have one of the best radio careers in the world. And I love you. And you deserve everything. And you've earned it. Dude, I I don't even know what to say to people. (laughs) I mean, all I did was just try to be real. I swear. I just... I just wanted to be nice to people. That's all I wanted to do. I, I didn't, I didn't like do this job and think like, you know, that this would happen or that I would be somebody that people would say, you helped me out or you did. This. I mean, did. yesterday I got a phone call from somebody out of complete thin air that I haven't talked to in 12 years. The person is now like an attorney and used to work in the promotions department, at, you know, at, at uh, radio station Z100 yeah. and, and called me to say, I always waited. For, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I really want to start bawling, man. He says, the guy, the, guy goes, the guy goes, I waited for this day so that I can congratulate you and say thank you because if it wasn't for you talking to me and setting me on the right path, I wouldn't be an attorney right now wow. because I would have stayed in radio and, and done you know party patrol gigs. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, are you? I mean, I just tried to be real with all of you. That's all I ever tried. That's it. I didn't want to do anything else other than just be your friend. That that's it. Well, I, I'm sorry. I I just wanted to be your friend. Love I do want to actually finally be the one to give you advice, but I will say that there was crappy advice you did give me. Which was what? It, after I broke up with my ex boyfriend, he was like, "This is the biggest mistake you're ever gonna make in your whole life. You're never gonna find another guy like this." Blah blah blah. He was the only one, and I was like, "Well." Is T right? Because it was T. And I was so mad at you, but I'm good. But I needed to say that. I know. I, I'm, I'm sure that you are in very good hands. <laughs> I'm sure that you're being very well taken care of and looked after. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I'm sure there's a very good gentleman that's out there taking care of you. Um, but, T, uh, T, I know what you're doing. I know. Yeah, we both know <laughs> what you're trying to do. <laughs> it's not what I'm trying to do. It's what a fact oh, okay. is. Oh, okay, Greg, you're right. Oh, okay. We've also been what dealing was, with that. For what was your advice for I, Greg T? I, I did think that I did think that you, again, being real, there was a good person in your life at that time, which I still think is still a very good person. He had a good head on his shoulders, and he wanted something real in life. And we had this job that was, you know, kind of, not real kind yeah. of you know living a, yeah. a fake life and i just said it's like the yin and yang and you could still be you and be funny and outgoing and he could be your your person to ground you and that would have been you know perfect for you guys so i just thought you're not time, wrong that's all that's all no you, you're definitely not wrong but 
Too bad. Okay, so he was listen. A good guy. So my advice is actually kind of on par with Elvis said something like this to us when we got offered our show yeah. and we're moving to Seattle. And he, I remember him saying, like, I wish that I could be you right now starting this over because yeah. it's the coolest thing. But he also said, you're going to see the, the shit side of it. The side of it where yeah. you don't, like, all the things he has blocked from us for years. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. Right. It's like you're going to have to deal with a PD, a, like a boss. You're going to have to deal with other bosses. You're going to have to deal with their bosses. You're going to have to deal with people telling you what to do every day. But at the end of the day, you have to remember, and this is, like, where I'm coming from, what are we doing? Like, we're not brain surgeons. Right. We're just doing right. radio. And you're going to get so much crap, and you're going to be like, why the hell am I doing this? But at the end of the day, you get to go it's back funny. on the air. It already started yesterday. Yesterday I, believe I had a conference call. No, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Something happened yesterday, and at 5 o'clock, I was already involved with my very first uh, real conference call with some higher-ups. Yep. That's all I can really say. I can't yep. go into it. But one of the higher-ups said to me before everybody came on the phone, one of the higher-ups said, I'm sorry that we have to spoil your, your big day, but welcome to the big leagues. This is now what you have to put yep. up. Yeah, and you're going to have to, you know, yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, it happens like twice a week, honestly. <laughs> and it's, it's a lot, but at the end of the day, what are we doing? We're going on the air and having fun yeah. and making stupid yeah. jokes. So take both sides of it. Remember, obviously take them seriously. Listen to your bosses because I feel like you're not good at that. And then obviously yeah. do you. <laughs> the same time t i'm not we're not gonna blow any more smoke up your butt we'll talk in, yeah, in please on the phone or whatever i don't deserve it i don't deserve it that's enough now you i'm one person i'm just no i deserve no. what about you guys how are you doing <laughs> you guys are successful you're doing well you guys are awesome i want to throw it back on you guys no how's everything with you guys we're good everything is great and we do well, have to let you go um i will leave you with something that a, a very close friend Hold on. Sorry. Are you going to cry? He is. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. Okay. You're I'm going really to you... make me ball, bro. I'm going to leave you with something that a very close friend told us before we left for Seattle. I swear to God, if I, I'm, I can't <laughs> take it anymore. I can't. You worked your ass off. You are a good person. Oh, my God. And you have earned this. Go enjoy it. Oh. Dude. <laughs> I'm 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 sorry. I'm I'm literally. I'm gonna I gotta pull my fucking car. Over. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Keep driving, and I will. I'll text you later. I love you so much, man. We love you, Charlie. See you later. <laughs> I love you. Goodbye, bye. guys. Thank you. Goodbye. Can we call him every week and make him cry? We should. Uh, that was the podcast today. I'm going to go wipe my tears now. I love that man. Have you cried on the podcast before? Probably not. I don't know. Okay, go give him all the love. It's Greg T. Frat Boy. And when that little MF or copies stuff that we do on our show, you better <laughs> call his ass out because you know he's going to. Love you guys. Thanks for uh, listening to this chaos.